So good morning, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications with NCBI. Um, and today I have the pleasure of chatting to a few service users who are all based in Cork um, and who have used different services connected with NCBI. Um, I'm joined by uh, Elaine Slattery and Ken Walsh, Elaine O'Neill and Derry Walsh. So very welcome to all of you. Thanks very much for taking the, the time to have a chat with me. Um, okay. I think I'll just start off with you, Ken. Um, would you mind just telling us a, a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Ken Walsh. I'm from Kinsale. Um, I'm 39 years old. I have a guy dog called Merrily. Um, some of my hobbies are listening to audiobooks, walking, listening to music, meeting up with friends. Um, I love trying new different apps um, and just messing around with technology in general. Great, great. Um, and what, what about you, Elaine? Uh, hi, I'm um, Elaine O'Neill Slattery. I'm in Cork now for 36 years, originally from Dublin, and I'm on my seventh guide dog. His name is Jarvis. And yeah, I love these groups and technology and connecting with people. Yeah. Great. What about you, Sean? Yeah, Sean Cavan is my name. Originally from Cove, in County Cork. Living in Cork now for a number of years for my sins. Uh, I was in the Navy for 22 years before I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. And I, because of that, then had to retire, uh, but got a job back down there as a telephonist and did another 20 odd years back there as the telephonist. Uh, got to know the lads here and the groups. And uh, like Elaine there, enjoy. We look forward to the, the Wednesday morning and the Wednesday afternoon. Excellent. And last but no least, Derry. You want to tell us a little bit about yeah, yourself? I'm Derry Walsh. <coughs> yeah, I'm Derry Walsh. I'm no relation to Ken Walsh. It just so happens that there are a lot of Walshes who are vision impaired in Cork at the moment anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, well, I'm retired now four years. Uh, from work, uh, I have a condition called choroideremia. It's a fair, it's it's not a well-known condition, and there's not a big population of it in this country. In America, they call it CHM, and there's obviously a bigger population, but it's still it's still a small population as opposed to the population over there, which is about 300 million. But anyway, um, so once I started off, I what I called a classic. Uh, cried Romania. when I was a young lad I had no peripheral vision and I had, as a consequence I didn't have any peripheral sight I didn't have any night sight so I went on and uh, over the 65 years I actually ended up working until I was 65 which I was delighted with I was an accountant I ended up in a practice in a consulting engineering practice for 26 years even though I was you know, vision impaired, used canes, used dog, a dog. It was no problem to them. They knew I could do the job and uh, they actually appointed me to be a partner in the firm. So, and I was financial controller as well. My hobbies, I'm in, interested like Ken in reading. Uh, we have a book club, which is great. And uh, I'm interested in music as well. And I have been for 30 years a presenter on um, hospital radio in Cork, CUHFM 
102 FM in Cork. We are actually physically off the air at the moment because of the coronavirus. We're not allowed into the hospital, but the station is still on the air. Um, from as we say. So that's me. Yeah. Fair play to you, Terry. Um, and certainly, um, I'm sure many of the patients are missing out on that uh, resource of the hospital radio, which is a, which is a shame. Yeah, well, our whole studio was uh, refurbished <laughs> just before the, the virus came in, and uh, we never got into it. And the guys are, are looking at uh, photographs of it now on WhatsApp. Needless to say, I'm not. Um, anyway, yeah. But hopefully you'll get back in soon enough. I will, hopefully. I'm very optimistic now with all the, the vaccines that are coming on board with three. I'm sure we'll have a lot more, yeah. That's great. Fingers crossed. Mm. So I suppose just to, um, given that the year 2020 has been a, a bizarre year, to say the least, um, how has living during COVID affected each of you? Can I start with Sean? Yeah, well... Not a great difference, to be honest, because uh, uh, I do a lot of pottering around in the house. Um, I do a lot of bits and bobs out in my shed. And um, you know, I just keep myself busy, keep myself going. And again, as I said, listening to tuning in here on the Wednesday, listening to the lads, and then there's the group on a Saturday and there's a group on a Monday. Right. So with all that, you're kind of tickety-boo. Yeah, your 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 week is fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and yeah. what about Ken? How have you felt? Um, your has your life changed at all during COVID? Um, it has a bit. Yeah. Um, I like I miss going to the groups physically. Like, um, don't get me wrong, having them online is brilliant and all that. But you know, it's the social side of meeting friends after for lunch or a cup of tea. Um, so I miss that. Um. Like Sean, all these different groups that we have on the Wednesday and the Saturday and the Monday is fantastic. Um, and, you know, we have the social side with the chat as well after. But it's actually, I do miss going to the groups. Um, but having them, is, having them online is brilliant. Um, yeah, and no, I just meeting up, just miss meeting up with friends in general. And, um, yeah. And I suppose it's, it's just literally that human connection that you get. Exactly. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's harder to generate that in an online club. It is, it is, yeah, it is. And like some, like the groups have been stronger now virtually than they've ever been actually when you physically go to them. Um, like some of our numbers, the book club, for example, it's last month has been, I suppose, one of our biggest turnouts on, on, on teams. And I suppose is just such a resource to everybody not a, not only those within the cork a location because online lends itself to such a um opportunity to spread to spread the membership essentially that's right exactly yeah exactly and elaine how have you felt uh, your life has changed during covid oh uh, quite dramatically but i think as people with disabilities we do adversity very well because we're we're very used to being waiting for services and that. I think in the beginning, I think it was more media driven. We were full of fear and it was an unknown quantity what the virus was. But once the first lockdown was over, we settled into things. And I've met people 
new people on the groups and people that I hadn't physically met for maybe 40 years, which was great. And, you know, I think you come to a group with focus, you know, you you want to give something to the group as well as get something from the group. And um, I feel we've had to become quite creative in managing, even at home because I live alone. Quite creative with how to handle things without sighted assistance. But I have to say I'm eased into it now and um, I love the groups. In fact, I haven't got enough time in the day to go to all the things I want to go to, including live concerts online and Facebook and all that. So incredibly busy with it. And uh, as you say, there there is a um, both an opportunity and also um, a challenge really to try and make the most of, of your time. And have you found that other groups that you're connected with, not just NCBI, but other groups have also increased their offerings um, to people who yeah. use their services. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. I think life has never been better in some ways because there's so much to do. And I mean, we've done things in our group. We've demonstrated all sorts of things and um, kitchen aids, homemade security aids and apps, technology tips. We have extended ourselves to help each other out and you know, just to be social as well. And we've shared recipes and various tips on life. So it's been good. Okay. And what about you, Derry? How has your life changed during oh, COVID? Yeah. Um, well, I have a guide dog uh, called Lion. And I mean, I would have been walking him every day anyway. Well, most days they're fine, you know. Um, don't go out on windy days or very wet days. But... I would still be walking him every day and just pulling the, the restriction back to five kilometres doesn't make a difference to me. So um, I'm still walking around the area that I'm from. So uh, that's fine. And all the clubs are a big bonus. Like, no, I was always in the, the, uh, the, what you call it, the book club, which, you know, as Ken said, its numbers have gone up. No way. But people from all over the country, like Galway, uh, we have, have guide people from Limerick and you know and uh, we're expected to have a dub come on board now um, but he wouldn't admit to being a dub he's, he's now living in Bray but anyway um, uh, you know the book club is absolutely we had nine or ten at it recently and it was tremendous discussion on the books you know because all these people are avid readers indeed Elaine is there as well but she's off at the moment she's off the book club at the moment but uh, um, it's it, and the other clubs, I'm in the tech clubs as well. I'm not a big techie, but uh, say the car club is, is good. There's a good bit of uh, camaraderie and banter in it as well. So you certainly learn from, like, we have gurus of the tech era, and we've told them here, like, it is a week going back to you. She wouldn't admit to it now, but she is. <laughs> and uh, Ken's always good. Ken Walsh, well. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're very good at it, like, very good. And, like, if they don't know, they'll find out, you know. and brilliant because I could be trying to find out some of that stuff for a long time um, but but you know as you say we marched into other groups as well and I'd say people don't know who the groups are now but it's good for the blind you know and you know they're all technical stuff and support groups we have support groups now this evening and uh, peer support and or tomorrow evening sorry yeah, 
and that that can discuss any situation. And you know, if someone has a, an issue or whatever, they can throw it up on the table, and it's it's confidential, and that's great. And uh, all these groups are terrific. Like, um, you know, um, like my daughter was asked here by her friend, "How are your parents getting on?" And she said, "I tell your mother has to get out." But your dad's probably okay. And my daughter said, yeah, my dad's okay. He's listened to his radio. He's listened to his music. And he can do all the technical stuff. Where it's a kind of a different world, you know, altogether. And I have a doubt then to, mm. to walk as well. So that's it, yeah. And tell me, in connection with the um, the peer support group, are the um, issues raised or the activities discussed or whatever, are they all kind of led by yourselves? Yes. Oh, there would well, be, yeah. and in the peer, su- peer support group, they are, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, well, uh, Katrina Cronin sits in, and another, or one of our technical guys, Brian Manning, sits in, and, like, uh, they're not leading it. Now, Brian probably is facilitating it, but the, the, the subjects can come from anywhere on the floor, as it were, or around the table, yeah, or from any, yeah. And from each of them, then you'd be surprised pick up little tips. I mean, to me, yeah. computer, when I started off, you know, when my vision was gone down, my computer was barely, you know, it's like a record keeper or a file for holding my files. Um, I'm involved with the naval branch of the ONE, National Health Service Personnel, and um, mm-hmm. I used to keep all the minutes and the agendas and all that kind of thing. And it's only lately that I kind of got involved with the tech side of it. And, you know, I, I'm a novice, really, and I'm surprised what I'm picking up since I started with these groups. Okay. And, and we, we contact each other outside of the group if we issues that can't wait till the next meeting, you know, which is, which is very helpful. It is indeed, but more helpful, yeah. And it goes down to the, the bond that's connected with, between you all. Um, and the honesty that's been shared. Um, and I, I'm just curious, um, particularly the, the peer support group, do you think that that works just as well online as it does meeting face to face? Or are you missing that kind of human um, touch and interaction? Yeah. Well, for me, you know, of, of the four of us that I know all these people, I know Elaine a long, long time, 31 years or something like that. I know Sean Cavanaugh a long time as well. And like we, we've uh, travel the seas on tall ships together, about seven voyages. So, on the beautiful ship called Tenacious, a tall yeah. ship called Tenacious. So, and I know Ken then more recently, like, yeah. Uh, but we know each other fairly well, like, from going in and out, having cups of tea, and yeah, and bottles of core, Ken. Cores, Ken, you left that out. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I actually found uh, it. We, a lot of us know each other. Thanks. Okay, sorry, Lane, jump in there. I was just saying, I, I actually think there's much more peer support. And, you know, people have been vulnerable and they're allowed to be vulnerable in the group and bring up any issues they want. And as Derry says, it is, you know, confidential. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes we just have some wacky moments that don't mean a lot, but that's very necessary too. But I think we're all comfortable then in our own homes kind of thing, you know. If you go to meet somebody somewhere, you're kind of watching where you're going and where you're sitting and yeah, you're trying to get somebody's attention if you're looking for a coffee or anything like that, you know. Whereas we're all sitting here now in our own sort of probably comfort zone 
and we're just chatting away. It, it all flows freely. That's a fair point, Sean. Actually, you're already comfortable because mm -hmm. your environment is comfortable. So it's just yeah. going to lend itself to that. I think we are conserving a lot of energy, not, you know, the hassle of transport and buses and yeah. is it safe where we're going? And, yeah. Yeah. And I suppose as well, you know, you don't have to go out in the winter's afternoon with it's wind and rain and it's dark and um, whereas you just have your yeah. meeting now online and, you know, you're in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, so that's true. That's a bonus as well, but you do miss the you do miss the face to face contact as well. Yeah, I, I suppose it'll be um, something to for NCBI and, and others to consider in a post COVID world how to marry up all those factors that you've just kind of outlined uh, and trying to strike the balance between um, things being accessible online and 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 being productive as the opportunity to, to meet in person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I suppose just in terms of uh, Elaine, to your point of the things of having to be creative to um, occupy time in during lockdown and, and to seize the opportunity to try some new things. Um, what have you tried that's a bit different that you wouldn't have done maybe this time last year? Oh, I took up knitting again. <laughs> um, things like that. And then I wanted to measure garments and I didn't have a measuring. So I you know, got somebody to measure an envelope that was six inches. That's what I mean by being creative. You know, we we improvise, adapt and overcome at a time like this, you know. And, you know, in terms of reading and that the voice stream scanner has been great for reading documents and posts and stuff like that. Yeah. Excellent. And obviously, Sean, from your perspective, you've kind of embraced a bit more technology. Is that correct? Technology, yeah, and as I said, I'm kind of fond of doing bits of DIY and through the groups I heard of talking tape measures, got myself one of them, and instead of having to ask somebody to kind of look at where I'm measuring, I can go and measure it myself. And yes. I also got a, a spirit level, which has a high pitch if you're up too high on one side and a lower pitch. and. Uh, that all also comes in very handy. So mm. I'm doing a lot more now than around the house than I would have if it wasn't locked down. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. What about you? Fact, my wife, Brida, says, would you leave something for me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Fair play, um, yeah. What about you, Derry? Have you embraced anything new that you wouldn't have done before? Well, I suppose the technology, although we had a technology club running before the uh, COVID or before the coronavirus, and uh, I was involved in that. And now I'm involved in, well, it could be two or three clubs a week, whichever, you know. And uh, so I, uh, there's a bit of camaraderie in the clubs as well, you know. There's a bit of banter going on at the club, so that's always welcome, you know. But uh, I suppose that that would be the one thing that I did. The other things that I'm doing, I just do them anyway. Yeah. And I have my own few jobs, like not as good as Sean, or around the house as well, but uh, uh, yeah. I'm not doing anything like Sean, cheapers now. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I totally, uh, you know, I enjoy going out for the walk and I, I certainly enjoy the classes or yeah. the groups, yeah. Yeah. And we're meeting lots of people from around the place. Like we, like we're meeting people. We meeting a woman from Cavan the other last Saturday, and we were asking her, 
asking her about the football, you know, even though I got slagged off for that, but she was dead right there. They won us anyway. But, um, you know, we're meeting people like that. We have, uh, there's a lad there from, there's a couple of people from Galway, actually, yeah. And uh, there's a girl who lives in Limerick, but definitely tells you that she's a girl from Galway, you know. Um, okay. So it's, it, you wouldn't meet all of those. We have one lad from Limerick who comes to Cork all the time for some uh, of our groups, you know, but uh, that's a big, big journey there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's great to meet all the people. There. And Ken, what about yourself? What kind of um, do you have I go for I go for an extra long walk now that I didn't before COVID. Um because I take my I go for lots lots of walks with my guide dog Marley. Um and I suppose I'm busy brushing him and looking after him and just going for walks and like Derry, I'm involved in the different groups that he'd be involved with. Um and I just love these groups in general, you know, it's um something to look forward to. You know where you are. You know where you are, like um, with the different groups weekly. It's it's kind of a routine, I suppose. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and I like yeah. I, I I people would ring me up. You know, can I set them up on Zoom? So I I could spend a good few hours messing around with that, kind of set them up, and someone might ring me up for a bit of advice. So I'd be helping them. As like Elaine said, you know, we we'd all kind of keep in contact with each other. You know, something arose, technology wise or otherwise, yeah. we'd help each other out. Yeah, it certainly sounds that, which is a huge resource to have to people. Um, and I suppose that's what friendship is all about at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I suppose just to conclude, is there any other kind of um, ad- advice you'd give to anybody who's listening about um, and they could be finding lockdown challenging? Is there any advice you'd give to others? Get involved with the groups. Yeah, get involved. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely get involved with the groups and keep definitely up with Get involved with the group. And the groups yeah. are and just, a really safe place, you know, they needn't have any fear. Yeah. No, none whatsoever. No. And, and I see uh, six of us who are vision impaired have a table quiz group. We have a table quiz every week. So one of us has to put the table quiz together and start to be table, be quiz master then for the other five. And it's, it's a good lot of banter to it, and it takes could take two hours or it could take two and a half hours, and there'd be a chat afterwards. It's it's very social as well. Now we all know each other, you know, before the the virus, the, before the virus. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, Ken has been very modest there. Ken won a prize last week for his walking. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did. I was um. <laughs> Listening to Red FM here, a local radio station in Cork, and um, you had to take a screenshot of your steps. Uh, it wasn't for the most steps. You could take just, you know, a random screenshot. So I sent it into the radio station and um, I just got a call back saying that I was going to be today's winner. Um, yeah, so I won a, won a nice 200 euro Tesco voucher. Oh, perfect. That's Would ideal. You, but first, the, pr- the prize first was 100 euro. 100, that's 200 right. 200 for him. That they gave him 200, yeah. Exactly. Uh, isn't it kind of <laughs> That's, you're right, yeah. You're dead right. Well, there yeah. was 100 for him and 100 for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that, John. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I just want to say thanks very much for um, having a chat with me this morning. 
Um, and anybody who is interested in participating in any of NCBI groups can contact NCBI on 1850-33-43-53. These groups are available across the country. Um, many of them have moved to uh, online now due to COVID. Um, but as I said earlier, there will be an opportunity to reconvene these on a face-to-face uh, -face basis once restrictions have been eased and kind of we move into a post-COVID world. But um, certainly, there's, as you can hear from the uh, participants today, there's a huge amount of camaraderie and, and trust and friendship um, and, and learning as well from all the different groups that are on offer. So I'd certainly like to say a huge thanks to Derry, Ken, Sean and Elaine for joining me this morning. Um, and I wish you all uh, the very best for the rest of COVID and um, into the Christmas period. You too. Happy Christmas. Okay. Happy Thank Christmas. You. Thank you very much. And happy Christmas to you. Yeah.